tax season when the IRS starts handing out money. Guys, welcome to the show. I'm Eric Powers with Sky Blue Wealth. Hope your week has been going very well. Boy, where do we get our hands on that IRS money that they're slinging around like candy in a parade? We'll get to that in a minute, but first, please hit that follow button to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. We're glad to have you and would love to have you join our other subscribers so that you don't miss an episode. Now, today's topic is tax refunds. I've racked up a pile of interesting factoids on the money that's given away during tax season by the good folks at the IRS. And I'm kidding, of course, because refunds inherently mean that you're just getting back a return of your own money. But many people do see it as a government doing them a favor. Anyway, let's get into it. So first off, check our show notes where we've dropped a link so that if you want to check on your refund through the official IRS website, you can do that. This site is functional uh, most of the time, but man, does it need an upgrade. The link is irs.gov refunds, and they even have a mobile app link there as well. So the site gives you information on calling about your refund. Well, this is a good way to waste your entire weekend, I bet. For today's show, though, I dug around to see what are Americans getting back on average. And the data from LendingTree compiled for tax year 2019, guess what the average federal refund was? Well, it was $36.51, which is very similar to the prior year 2018. Now, for 2020, the average dropped to 2184 Now, before we get to state-by-state refund averages, meaning we'll talk about the top three highest and the lowest, let's look at what people are actually doing with their tax refunds. So this study comes from GoBankingRates.com. The majority of people surveyed said that they planned on using their refund to put it into savings. And that was the number one choice, followed by those who plan to use the money to pay down some debt or to pay it off, hopefully. 27% of Americans said they would use the refund for everyday expenses. So surely some people said that they were going to blow the money, right? Well, only 8% actually said that they planned to spend their money on a vacation. 10% said that they would be spending it on major purchases. And another 8% said that they would be spending it on a splurge purchase. Those folks were being, uh, what's the word? Honest. Look, this survey asked the people what they planned to do, not what they actually did with the refund. So we have to take that into consideration with a grain of salt. I hope most people are able to save the tax refund and pay down their debt, but anecdotal evidence has shown me that doesn't really happen enough. And yes, it is good to set your tax withholdings up so that you bring home more each week instead of getting a refund, but not when you don't build the habit of saving that extra money each week. A refund is like a bonus for people who don't have those positive habits, regardless of the IRS holding your money and not paying you interest, like that cliche goes. By the way, tax day in 2023, April, uh, is April 18th. And that's the last day that most people can file their 2022 taxes, unless, of course, you're doing an extension. And that deadline is then October 18th. Now, if you live in Wyoming, your refund may be a nice surprise. Residents had the highest average tax refunds of about $5,000, followed by Connecticut, my home state, of $4,461, then followed by New York, which was $4,444. Bad news, Maine folks, also where I'm from, born and raised, they had the lowest average refunds of $2,752, not enough to buy bread and the high cost of eggs nowadays. Taxpayers in Oregon got $28.96 and then Vermont $29.24. And these numbers were actually going back a number of years to 2019 for reference. But where you live matters, guys. Whether it's property tax, sales tax, or income tax, federal and state, 
Knowing where your advantages are in the tax code will keep more money in your savings and away from Uncle Sam's often reckless hands. Tax planning is a second job or an important job that pays big money. Now on the flip side of returns is no fun. It's owing the government. And this data set that I'm about to go over shows that one in five U.S. taxpayers did end up owing Uncle Sam. The average tax bill was $5,893. Multiply that number by a decade and you have, or don't have, $60,000 that you could have saved and invested to grow even larger until you retire. A Roth account will handle your savings much better than Uncle Sam and his relatives known as Congress. Oh, and on a note on filing extensions. Remember, filing an extension on time is smart, but extra interest is going to build up until you pay those taxes owed. Not calculating that amount owed doesn't change your tax liability just because you extend out until October, let's say. Looking at that $5,800 average tax bill makes you wonder how much could the average American shave off that amount? What did they miss? Deductions? Tax credits? Did they get penalized for leaving off key information on that tax form? You know what happens. It does happen. Life happens to get in the way of being financially organized. We get busy. We lose receipts. We forget to track mileage or whatever it is. And it costs us at tax time. A lot of young people are now investing in newer spaces like crypto and NTFs. And I'm going to bet that they're going to find a ton of gotchas in the next few years because I'm afraid that they think a company is going to submit tax forms for them and make things nice and tidy with the work on that individual's part. However, ask any small business owner and they'll tell you that taxes have never really worked like that. It's on you to know the right forms and every single piece of information you need in order to maximize your tax avoidance. Also, I mentioned tax planning. Tax planning can't be done on tax day or even in the tax month or even in the tax year. Planning ahead is far different from looking back, which is essentially what filing a tax return is. It's a history with numbers by one year. I'm a big advocate of tax planning. I'll go over a couple of things here, and I also have other podcasts about tax planning as well. So think of a scenario with me. If you're close to an amount needed for medical expense deduction, then you might benefit from actually rescheduling that procedure so that it might fall in the same year as other procedures that also count for that same year. This is called bunching deductions. An example, if dental work puts you in a position to deduct the overall medical expense in 2023, then it would be smart to have it done in December versus January of the next year. Medical expenses can include surgeries, preventative care, hospital visits, dental stuff, prescriptions, glasses, hearing aids, and mental health care like therapy, as well as transportation costs to and from those providers. You don't want to deduct ineligible costs, so seek out a tax professional just to be sure that you're following all the rules. And it's also a great idea to consult a professional because you may be able to gain from some of the rules as well. And this same principle can apply for business and freelance expenses. So you can prepay for services this year that you won't need until next year. So as an example, again, remember bunching for businesses and freelance expenses in this case. If you pay a year ahead for software in November, let's say, it could be an amount that actually keeps you from owing some taxes or increase your refund in that year. At the very least, it will be a deduction that you can use sooner rather than later. So you are accelerating a deduction. There are just tons of ways to save on income tax, folks. Be sure to click over to our blog page, which is also linked in the show notes. The blog has several pieces on tax credits and tax deductions for employees and business owners. And as I mentioned, we also have other podcasts on the topic too. Let's circle back to refunds for a minute. Many of you probably aren't aware of tax refund loans. 
Where people can get their refund early, they'll bring in their W-2 forms to places like Jackson Hewitt or H&R Block or local high interest finance companies. Even furniture stores and dealers market these tax services. The company fills out the tax forms, files, and gives the person or couple a loan based upon the amount of that refund. An example I found was Jackson Hewitt offering two refund advances. The first is the early refund advance loan, which has a not so reasonable rate of 34.22% APR. This one offered tax loans super early in December, believe it or not. In many cases, these checks are cashed at check cashing stores since people don't have their own bank accounts. So that's another fee, and it could be 2% of the check or it could be 4%. Different rules apply state by state. But the point is this, many tax refunds get chipped away up before the taxpayer even gets a hold of the money. And it's a shame because with electronic filing, many families could get that money back almost as fast without getting a loan that's packed with fees and high interest rates. We're literally talking about a couple weeks here, guys, and I get it. If you're in a tough spot, it's hard to wait. I don't want to be critical of that. However, if you can wait for your money, let me say it again, your money, it pays to wait. If someone goes all year without a refund check, that proves they can do that in January as well. I can imagine it's so tempting though with all the ads that you see at tax time. And to be fair, there are some tax services that offer zero interest rates and no fees apparently. Yet the filing fee could be unnecessarily high for somebody who has a basic return that can file for free with some services, including the official IRS free site, which is called free file. And by the way, we'll link to that in the show notes too. And according to the IRS, the IRS issues most refunds within 21 days of accepting the return. So that's one more note on tax loans. You have to watch out for the fees, even if they advertise 0% loans, check fees, loan application fees, peace of mind fees, walk in the door fees. Okay, the last one I totally made up, but the others are probably real. And it is just crazy. It's just straight up taking advantage of people. I don't agree with it and neither should you. All right, guys, now my blood pressure's up, so we'd better recap so I can bring that back down a little bit. One more note to help you with taxes is to set up a tax calendar. And don't worry, there are just a few tax dates yearly that you need to monitor. This can be a really handy tool to keep you from missing payments or turning in crucial forms on time. So the IRS site has a list of key dates in PDF format. Also, remember any extra income that you pull from retirement accounts could affect you this year or next, another timing type strategy that you may wanna keep in the back of your mind. Which is better, this year or next? Stay ahead of these events by planning ahead like we talked about. Call me if you need any assistance or if I can answer any questions about your IRAs or anything retirement related. I'd love to talk to you and my contact information is in the show notes. So heading into the recap, April 18th is tax day. So this is 2023. Get ahead of the game so that you won't file an extension at midnight. We talked about states where refunds are the highest and the lowest as well. A reminder that tax law is complicated and geography plays a part in much of it. So having a grasp on tax law or a professional to guide you through this is a superpower when it comes to building wealth. We talked about planning expenses ahead, bunching them like medical expenses or business deductions. You know, people don't like to hear two things, exercise in order to get fit or plan to get financially fit. But these two things are hard truths and there's work required, but that shouldn't prevent us from putting in the work. There's a payoff at the end that we can be proud of folks. Now I gotta run, but please get in touch when you're ready to get ahead on your retirement plans. I talk about these topics with clients every day and I'd love to do so and help with you. I can't wait to talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day.
Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.